we've always aimed to stay as small as possible. Uh, when we first built Basecamp, we had four people. Even today, whenever we build any feature, there's only two people who are allowed to work on that feature. One programmer, one designer, teams of two. And so we have multiple teams of two working on things together, but never three or four or five. There's two people working on something. That's something that's fundamental to how we work and a, a core belief of ours, which is small teams are the way to go. Hey listeners, I'm excited to share this high performance clip for today. It is with Jason Freed, who is the founder of Basecamp. If you don't know what Basecamp is, it is probably the largest and longest running project management software that is out there to this day. Multi-billion dollar company and I love Jason's mindset. If you've listened to some of the other episodes when I talk about Jason or share his interview, um, I'll reiterate this over and over again. He thinks significantly opposite to what the mainstream thought around business is out there today. And in this clip, he talks about how Basecamp never creates a team more than two people. That's it. It doesn't matter how big the project is. doesn't matter what's going on with the project. There's two people. And he highlights in this clip the roles of those two people and what they're supposed to do. Now, they've tried three, four, and five people in groups in teams before, and it just did not work out as effectively as it did with two people. So it's really interesting to hear. And also listen closely because Jason mentions that a huge part of his job is avoidance and avoiding the difficult things to do. And I think as we grow as people, as individuals, and as entrepreneurs, we start realizing how valuable a skill that is. And Jason gives some good tips on it. So let's hop into it with Jason Freed. We don't have a lot of written rules. It's, it's more like um, what we do is what defines what we do next. Like what we're doing now is what we define what, what we do next in a sense. So okay. if we're able to work efficiently with two people and get a lot of work done in a short period of time, like why would we even consider adding more? We've had more in the past and we've seen it hasn't worked well. Mm -hmm. So our, our thing is like context is really what we look at. It's not about consistency in a sense. It's not about we only do this because we said so. We do it because this is actually what works really well for us. And we have had larger teams in the past and they have not worked as well. So we try never to forget it and just try to keep keep that in mind that these things you know as a small business in the early, early days when people are able to do so many things, either with one person or just a few, uh, you can you can maintain that approach as you as you get bigger by not getting too much bigger too quickly. And if you do get bigger, you want to spread out in a way where you have a bunch of small teams working on things rather than having more people available to do something together, because that just slows you down really fast. So we have a lot of small teams, as I mentioned, teams of two who are doing a lot of different things and making those teams of three would, would slow it down, would ruin it. We've always aimed to stay as small as possible. Uh, when we first built Basecamp, we had four people. Even today, whenever we build any feature, there's only two people who are allowed to work on that feature. So one programmer, one designer, teams of two. And so we have multiple teams of two working on things together, but never three or four or five. There's two people working on something together. That's something that's fundamental to how we work and, and, and a, a core belief of ours, which is small teams are the way to go. They reduce all sorts of overhead, financial overhead, also communication overhead, coordination overhead. All the things that become hard when you have a lot of people are things we try to avoid. We've sort of settled into this place where two is right. 
a few years ago, it was actually, it was three. It was two programmers and one designer. We kind of realized like, we don't need that. One-on-one would be fine too. The other thing it does is it keeps you honest in terms of not making things too complicated. And that's a huge advantage because humans are quite good at making things complicated. And so by just limiting the ability to do that, in a sense, we end up with, with these sort of free gains by just having small teams. So a big part of our business is actually avoidance. It's, it's, it's finding, figuring out the things that are, make business hard and staying away from those things. And there's a lot of other things like that. Like we didn't take outside funding because that makes things, I think, far more complicated. So it's in a collection of what makes things hard in business. Well, having a lot of people actually makes things hard. So let's have as few as we need. And you know that, that number fluctuates, but let's have as few as we need and let's stay there and feel a little bit of the pain. Like, God, it'd be nice if we had six more people to do more things, but you know what? We don't really need them. We can do what we can do with who we have. And if we can't do it, we either don't do it or we find a simpler way to do it. And that way um, we don't find ourselves just sort of chasing our own ambition and like you have to kind of keep your own your own ambition in check to some degree yeah otherwise i think you can your business can get out of control pretty quickly and and that's another thing we don't want it to get out of control because wrangling it and getting it back in control is incredibly hard yeah so you want to keep things sort of manageable the whole time there you have it you guys our high performance clip with jason freed let me ask you what did you take away here I think one of the most valuable and surprising points here is keeping your ambition in check. And I say that because I've done it way too many times, set these big audacious goals, these huge goals, only to realize like I wasn't even ready for those goals and I was just fooling myself on how large and significant I could go with that. It doesn't mean don't dream big. Dreaming big is important, of course, but it's also about being realistic. I'll give you an example. Hal Elrod wrote the best-selling book, The Miracle Morning. Very popular book, has sold over a million copies around the world. And he, when he wrote the book, he had a goal to sell a million copies. And he didn't in year one, nor did he do it in year two, nor did he do it in year three or four or five. It took him six years, but his goal was to sell a million copies. Sure, of course, there's a part of him that thought, like, it would be so great if we could do that in year one and year two and year three. But he just kept at it. He focused on the goal and he did it long enough and he did it loud enough until he accomplished that goal. I think this is kind of the point that Jason is saying here. We have to keep our ambitions in check and in what's realistic. You can have a big audacious goal. You can pursue that goal. But like how you've got to. Sometimes you've just got to keep going and keep going and keep going no matter how long it takes. And to circle back to Jason's point, a big part of his job is to find the things that are difficult and to avoid those things. And that saves you a world of hurt. You guys, I highly recommend Jason's full interview, which will be coming out soon. It'll be episode number 559 with Jason Freed, the founder of the Billion Dollar Software Basecamp. If you like what you're hearing and you want to make sure you don't miss any of these tips, you guys, please leave us a review, share with your friends. It goes a long way for us. We really appreciate it. Just do it right now. If you have a second, hop in there, give us a review and share this with your friends. And we'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody.